Well, good morning, KDC family. Amen. Amen. It's so good to see everyone here this morning and to our online audience. And here we'd like to say welcome. Welcome to Kingdom Dominion Church. This is the place where we strengthen the saved, love on the lost, showing others how to live life through a love lens so that they can achieve a greater life in God. And that is what we aim to do. It is what um, we're here for, to be, um, to get to know our Father in a greater way. And, um, you know, I, I call him faithful. I call him friend. I call him comforter. I call him my love. I, call, I have so many names for him because he is everything. As we were just saying, he is the Alpha and Omega. He's our beginning and our end, and there is nothing like it. So we are so excited about the word that's going to come uh, to us today. So if you would just please join me in uh, a word of prayer to our Father. Father, we just thank you and we do give you praise. You are indeed our everything. Nothing begins or ends without you. And we thank you that you're with us all the way in between. Father, we love you. We're excited about what you have in store for us today. And Lord God, we just thank you uh, for your word that never returns back void. We thank you, Lord God, for your wisdom. And we asking you, we're asking you for that today. Asking you for your wisdom, for understanding, for revelation. Lord God, you said that your wisdom is greater than fine silver and gold and rubies. And you give that to us freely just for the asking. And so we thank you that it comes to us and it lands exactly where it is supposed to, where it needs to a timely word for our life so that we can get to know you better. We just want to know you and we want to know what you want from us. We don't want to just be takers or receivers. We want to give back to you for your glory and for your kingdom. And we thank you for your protection over this time. We thank you that it is sealed. We thank you for your ministering angels. Uh, we thank you for the word coming through our pastor. And we thank you, Lord God, uh, just for your blessing. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray and we thank you. Amen. 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 So if everyone would please just stand and join us for a moment as we welcome our pastor, Dr. J. Calvin Tibbs, as he comes forward and leads us in our declaration. Amen. Amen. Good morning, God bless you, Maya. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. You know how we start off, right? Three words. Praise the Lord. I'm a fully functioning member of the body of Christ. Saved, still growing, well-trained and flowing. I am light in a dark hour, full of the spirit and power. I seek the Lord to win the loss. With honor, I pay the cost. I am dedicated to my mission. I am ready and in position. I'm on fire, going higher, and blessed to be a blessing. So I praise God and praise Jesus. Holy Ghost, lead me where I'm needed. Why? Because victory is mine. Tell somebody, victory is yours. Going to shout that thing out now. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Amen! Amen! We had a great little worship thing that went on just before y'all got here. And so we're still kind of in that vein. So we're kind of subdued by the presence of Jesus. His, his presence is so good and wonderful. And I pray that if you're at home watching uh, right now live, that you'll just really allow the distractions to go away. Television, cooking eggs, making up the bed, and focus. Because in order to really understand and work with the Spirit of the Lord, it requires a certain level of sensitivity. And that sensitivity is not brought about by the activity. It's more so brought about by inactivity. So as you rest at home, and even here in the congregation, the Lord has some wonderful things he wants to share with you, and we're going to do that right now. So God bless you there. You may have your seats in here. And welcome to the house of the Lord, everybody. Amen. Let's give the band a pra some praise and thanksgiving, because I tell you, they do a fantastic job, and we get to do it every single day that we come into the house. How many of you are enjoying your Sabbath rest? Be honest. Let me see your hands. How many of you are still kind of struggling some? I see you, dear. I see a lack of hands. So I know you're at work. Yeah, I'm sure. And, and I'm sure there's some folks there. You know, my wife and I were together for a rare Saturday. And I say that because typically 
on Saturday morning, she's up and doing a GGI or the women's glow call, and it got canceled. Uh, the, the, glow, the glow call was put off for two weeks. They have a two-week break because a part of the reason is that she was headed to Rome to do the work there. Well, because of the threat of snow, Rome called it off. So we were together, and it was really wonderful. It was really a blessing. And I could sense the vibration of my wife's desire to do something, to get out and go, because she's that kind of person. I know some of you are in here who are that way. I get it. I get it. And so I'm feeling the, the push, and I'm aware that there's a pull. So there's a, a push, and then there's a pull. She's not aware that I'm aware of the push. I'm pulling back. And so I then took out this book, and I began to read The Power of the Sabbath. And about a page and a half into it, I saw the whole atmosphere calm down. And the reason why it calmed down is because the Sabbath, please get this in your notes, is a place that is built by faith. It's built by God, but it is built here by faith. If we have no faith for the Sabbath, then we can't rest even though it's for us. So I want to encourage you to begin with with a few things, talking to Jarrell a little bit earlier, the Spirit of the Lord began to kind of pour out. The other thing he told me was, uh, just a minute ago, is that the Sabbath is a secret. Shh. It's a secret. Everybody can't know this. Just as people. Why is that? Why is that? Because the kingdom that has come is superior, and when it comes, it takes over. And because it takes over, the people can rest. The world system doesn't want to give you rest. So it makes you work for rest. God wakes us up in rest. Think about this. Take you back real quick to the book of Genesis. And you know that days one through five, God made a bunch of things. Day number six, at the end of that day, which is the beginning of the Sabbath, the Bible says he made man. Just before man, he made the animals. Then on the next day, out of all of the days, he didn't say these words until he got to the day of rest, the, the, the day that would create the Sabbath, when he said, this day is holy. And please know, that was not a Christian statement. That is a statement from Elohim, God plural, the first creator of all things. God majestic is now talking and he's telling everybody that is alive I have blessed a certain day. Now, we've been on this for about five weeks now, and my thought was we'd be done by now, but the Lord is not finished, because he wants you to know the secrets. What is our theme for the whole year? Let God bless you, exactly. So one way that you can get blessed is by learning how to rest. I'll say that again. One way to get blessed is to learn how to rest. Now let's face, let's face this reality, okay? How many of, you, of us are thankful that we get a chance to work? Amen. And how many of us like the reward that comes from work? <laughs> the money. <laughs> and so there is no confidence, generally speaking, in doing nothing and still being rewarded. Is that right? There, there is no real confidence that if you don't do anything, something good is going to happen. Well, let's first put this in context. You've been doing something for five days. It's not like you're not doing anything. But on the day that you desire, or what God calls the Sabbath rest, when that day comes, you're supposed to trust in Him for what you have already done. If you've not done anything, then it's difficult to trust in God for something that was missing your part. But the fact that you can trust God for the part that he's supposed to play, it's a secret. It's a secret. And I'm going to tell you part of the reason why it's a secret. Rest is a kingdom thought. Rest does not come from the world. Hard, press, grind, go for it. Let's go. All of that is from the world. It has its place. Monday through Friday at 6 o'clock. Or if Sabbath, if the Sabbath for you is Saturday at 6 till Sunday at 6. Jesus was literally in the temple on one of the occasions 
on the Sabbath day. So gathering is a part of what we do on the Sabbath. It's okay for that to be the case. But I am telling you that if you're going to get some of the benefits of the blessing of God and letting him bless you, you, my friend, are going to have to learn how to rest. If all you know how to do is press, you are missing the other part of the equation. Because there is no reason for rest if there is no work. So do the work and get the rest. Say it with me. Do the work and get the rest. See, what we think is we got to never not work. That's a system that comes from the darkness. Rest is a kingdom thought. So as I was preparing this, the Lord will take me where he wants me to go. And I'm glad that I'm learning to just let him take me there without pushing back. Anybody ever push back against the Lord? Uh, yeah. Anybody made a habit of pushing back? You know what he wants and, and uh, you don't want to do it because it might cost you time. Most of us are really concerned about time. You know, if you don't get this right now, then you're going to have to wait. And most folks in America don't want to wait. But understand this. This is what he shared with me. I kept hearing this thought while praying. I kept hearing the thought. And please know God will speak to you when you're praying. He'll speak to you when, sitting, when you're sitting still. When you are most relaxed, you can hear the best. That's the reason why there's a need for rest. That's a lyric of a song. Calvin, did you get that? <laughs> Jarrell, we might want to turn the heat down or uh, off. Y'all comfortable? Y'all not cold, are you? No. Are you hot yet? No. Or is it just me? Okay, it's me. So leave it. <laughs> leave it. It's just me. Okay, so let me move this out here. So check this out. Truth has levels. I want you to write that down. It was a lyric I just gave you. Truth has levels. Say that. Does anybody know what I'm talking about at all when I say that? No? Okay, so I'll explain it. Okay, a truth is different from the truth. Do you agree with that? A truth is different from the truth. Okay, think about it, about it this way. Jesus said, you shall know the truth and what happens the truth sets you free so the question has to be what's the definition of truth well you're getting there but the literal definition of truth and righteousness are kind of weird weird to Americans weird to the world normal to heaven truth literally means whatever is true about a thing so write that down whatever is true about a thing is truth Let's say you have an attitude. Is that true? Yes. Let's say you drop your attitude. Is that true? Yes. It is true. So whatever is true about a thing is the definition of truth. And truth has levels. An attitude would be at the bottom of the level of a truth. A better attitude, a winning attitude, is the higher end of that same truth. Because truth has levels. You can approach God as the man upstairs, and that is a truth. He's distant. He's um, rarely talking to you. But you know if you can climb the stairs, you can get to him. That is a truth if that is true to you. To somebody else, we're talking about truth has levels. I he ain't no man upstairs. To me, if that is the truth to me, then my level is where my level is and your level is where your level is. But the fact of the matter is, if you're going to grow in truth, you're going to have to change levels. If you're going to grow in truth, you're going to have to go to another level. If you get that, say amen. If you don't, say please explain. Okay, I'm hearing, I'm hearing me. Amen. A truth is this once again, a truth is different from the truth. A test is different from the test. You ever been tested in life and you knew you did pretty well? You ever been tested and you know you didn't? Yes. Did you kind of know another one's coming? Yes. And maybe that test is not the test. So you got to get it right along the way so that the level that you attain to when the test comes again you'll be able to win Amen. remember the story about the uh, person who builds their house upon a rock 
Y'all remember what happened? The storm came. What else? The wind came. What else? The floods came. The storm, the winds, and the flood came. And what did it do? It beat upon that house. Come on, Minister Steve is in the house at home, but so y'all just pretend he's telling you these answers, okay? It beat upon that house. But because the house was built on the rock, not a rock, the rock, not just any place, the truth, because it was built, the house withstood. Then it said, somebody else built a house. What did they build it on? And what happened? The wind came. What else? The rain came and the floods came. What did it do? It beat upon that house. What was the end of that house? It fell. It was destroyed. Which tells you that there is a difference between a building and the building. The way that you build has a lot to do with your revelation on truth. Now, why do some people not want the whole truth, nothing but the truth, so help me God? That's what you say when you raise your hand. Uh, you, uh, do you swear to, come on, tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God? You know, if you're getting ready to go that deep, you better come with the truth. Not a truth. You better come with the truth. So if truth has levels, Satan, here you go, is a created being. Is that a truth? Jesus is Lord. Is that the truth? Yes. So we now have the differences because the world tries to make us think everybody's the same. Until it's time to bring separation. When they want to manipulate us, they talk about difference. Yes. <laughs> when they want to get something from you, they talk about sameness. Right. We've got to be able to discern the difference because we've got to understand the level of truth that's required for any truth that comes across your ears. Y'all all right? Amen. Okay, let's keep it moving. So there is a difference in levels. Do you, do you agree with that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's move on to all truth is not created equal. So truth has levels and truth also has value. If I have some gum in my pocket and I tell you I have gum and that is a truth, is that as important to you as if I told you I have $100 in my pocket that I just need to give you right now. Is there a difference? Yes, sir. Would you care more about the money or the gum? Money. Unless your breath wasn't right. <laughs> and you're talking to a girl that you want to be connected with. Then money won't help you. You want the freshness. But the point that I'm making is all truth is not created equal. Say that with me. All truth is not created equal. Listen to this. Is Saturday during football season the time that college football teams play each other? Okay. That's the truth. And understand, hundreds of thousands of people are going to fill those stands. Okay. Saturday is also known as the Sabbath. Is that the truth? Yes. Are these two truths created equal? Why are they not created equal? Because, because one was established by God and one was established by man. So while it's very important to a lot of people to, to get inside of the stadium and cheer and all that kind of a thing, I'm not saying that's not rest, okay? So I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just trying to say, if the Lord created something and man created something, then the truths are not created equal. If we start leaning towards man, you're not going to get the equal blessing that God intended. Amen. Yes. Are we all right there? Yes. Okay, because you can work on the Sabbath normally. Now, again, if that's your job, take another day. But I'm saying rest is a part of what God wants. That's, but, but man says, I'm never not working. Man says, you got to grind. Man says, if you want to get it, you got to go get it. And I'm not saying that there is not truth in that. But the truth is, if you want to get certain things done, get it done in the first five days. Amen. And on the sixth day rest. Because all truths are not created equal. Are we all right? Amen. Okay. That leads me or led me to John chapter 8 verse 32. What does John chapter 8 thir verse 32 says? And you shall know the truth of what's going to happen. She's going to set you free. So that tells me if you are operating in the wrong level or in the wrong um, part of truth, there is no freedom 
for that person. Uh, are you with me? So in other words, if I'm giving you gum and you need money, or if I'm giving you money and you need gum, whatever your need is, it's not going to be met just because I have a truth to offer. I have to offer you something at a level of your need that fits where you're trying to go in life. So it's no wonder Jesus said when he came, I'm the way, finish it with me, the truth and the life. He says, then, here you go. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Now, that's pretty interesting, isn't it? Now, why is it interesting? Because it's telling the rest of the world, you can't get to Jesus any other way than the truth that he told you about. You can't get there by being a good person. You can't get there by loving on, you know, dogs and cats and, and, and nature. And I don't bother anybody. You, you can't get there that way. You, you got to get there the way he said it because he spoke a truth that's at a high level. Amen. And if you want the level of freedom that only that truth can provide, there is no other way. That's right. We all right? Yes. And so John 10, 10, he took me over there and I'm reading and it says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up, here are these words, some other way. The same is considered a thief and a robber. I didn't get these notes to you, Minister Paul. But he that enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. And to him the porter opens. And the sheep hear his voice. He calls to his sheep. He calls them by name. He leads them out. And he then tells them where to go. And then verse number five says they know the, ver the voice of of the, of the shepherd, but not the voice of a stranger. And then verse number six says, this was a parable that Jesus spoke, but they didn't understand. Now, the question would have to be, why didn't they understand? He simply said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He says, if anybody comes through another door, they're going to miss the benefit of the truth that sets them free. Yes. But these cats didn't understand it because they had another way in their head. Okay. Now folks, I'm telling, I'm, I think the Lord is setting this up because just in case we have another way of getting blessed that does not include rest, you will be considered, as is the rest of this verse, a person who is a thief to get something that's free. See, if you're trying to steal you some sleep, you, you'll get you some here or there. It, it means that we have not literally understood that the other way is a truth. That's right. But it's at the wrong level of truth. See, see, the level of truth that you want is whatever God says, and you walk in that and watch the benefit of that thing work for you. I'm right now testing this out. I mean, it's not like I'm going to see if it's going to work. I'm watching it work. But this is what I have never included in my um, request package of God. I've never said, Lord, give me rest. Anybody here pray for rest? Nobody prays for rest. We're in America. We're in America. You're in America, you ain't asking for no rest. You're asking for the next great thing so you can do. And that reality is a truth. But truth has levels. And if you enter in at the wrong level of truth, you work yourself crazy trying to get what's already free. Let me give you some more, some more Sabbath notes. Because I'm just trying to encourage you to take advantage of this. Here's a support scripture for the Sabbath. Genesis chapter 2, verses 2 through 3, it says, On the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made, and he rested. We know that spirits don't need what? They don't need a rest. But you are not just a spirit. You have a body, and therefore you need rest. And so if God is resting, he's given us the example of rest, and he then did something on this day that he didn't do on the other days. He blessed it, set it apart, called it holy, and he then rested. Look at Exodus chapter 16, verses 27 and 28. It says, And it came to pass that there went out some of the people on the seventh day, when they should be resting, instead they choose to gather. But they found nothing. Stop right there. <laughs> you already got it. <laughs> there are times when you should not be working. 
That's right. But you are. Because the truth is, we got some bills. <laughs> we got some bills we got to pay. That's a truth that if you work, you will find nothing. I will read it to you again because I am encouraging your heart to take the higher truth. And on the seventh day, they went out to gather and they found nothing. And the Lord said to Moses, how long refuse ye to keep my commandments and my laws? I've, I've told you the truth, but you want to do something else. How long am I going to put up with you doing something less than, less effective than my way? And of course, he had to be patient with Moses. Look at Exodus chapter 20. It says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. The sixth day thou shalt labor and thou shalt do all thy work. But on the seventh day, it is a rest given by the Lord for you. So not to take it is to indicate you got a better truth than God has. To not take it indicates that there is a truth that he says that falls underneath the truth that you say goes on to say here, if thou shalt not do this, in fact, don't let your sons do it, your daughters do it, your manservants, nor your maidservants. In other words, set your house up as a kingdom outreach where peace dwells. Amen. Not strife and having to work hard and then calling it God and then praying and asking God for the very thing that he wants to give you, which is called rest after you work. Look at Exodus chapter 22, verses 10 and 11. It says, the six years, this is very interesting, six years shall you sow the land and shall gather in the fruits thereof. But the seventh year you shall let the land rest. Why? So that the poor among them and the animals can eat. So God's telling us that he is literally blessing everybody. You, your enemies, the animals, he's blessing everybody. But if you keep taking and don't allow the rest, then others who are not as endowed in terms of capacity as you, they don't have anything left over because you even took theirs. We're supposed to be leaving some things behind, like uh, what's the brother's name? Boaz told his men when it came to Ruth. He said, leave a few things on the ground for her to just pick up. See, I think God wants us to just pick some things up along the way instead of having to work for everything that comes. If you can see that truth, then you're holding on to a secret and that secret's going to benefit you. I submit to you that in 12 months, there will be drastic change in this ministry. Amen. I say drastic. Amen. And the reason it's going to be drastic is because we are learning to rest in God versus I prayed, I fasted. I spoke the word on that thing. Yeah, that's, that's the truth. That's a great truth. But what about letting the land rest? So that you can trust his powerful hand. And take no credit for it. I'm telling you, testimonies are already happening. They're already happening. They are, they are already boiling up. Look at this. This is uh, Matthew chapter or Mark. 2, 27 and 28. And he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. See, this is why there is no condemnation if you have a job that requires you to work on Saturday. The reality is, though, since the Sabbath was made for you, find a place a day to rest. Amen. Don't, don't act like I'm so busy. Listen, I'm telling you, I wrote many books on it. They're just not published yet. On, on busy, busy, busy. I'm, I'm too, I used to remember, I remember I used to say, I'm too busy to get sick. <laughs> That's why I'm qualified to teach this, because I know what I'm talking about. I mean, Beja wrote, wrote a song when she was like four years old about her daddy having to go to work. She and her brother and her sister, because they saw her daddy coming and going, coming and going, because her daddy had made some financial decisions that were not God. See, I told the truth, but it was the truth at the wrong level. I knew the Lord wanted me to get out of the military, but not when I got out. So since I got out 20 years or 16 years ahead, the truth is we began to suffer financially. Mm -hmm. the, ooh, that's right. And thought I was right. You know why I thought I was right? Because the truth that I was looking for was not the truth that God was talking. 
<laughs> and the truth that God was talking would have kept me in a place I didn't want to be. <laughs> I know, some of you don't even ever go through things like that. Because most of you just obey the Lord the first time and get it over with. And you go from glory to glory and faith to faith. That's not my testimony. In my scenario, I had a wife and three children, praise the Lord, still have that same wife and those same three children who are now grown. And I was moving in my own truth at the wrong level. But all the Christian friends, wow, you are really a man of faith. Why? Because I'm disobeying the Lord? <laughs> See, they didn't know that. I didn't know that because the truth that Jesus was talking was not willing. It, I wasn't willing to let it set me free. Right. So then I got set in a place. And for many years, well, several years, we struggled. And then the Lord, in all of his mercy started blessing yes. and in less than my goodness in less than four years he had restored in such a way I mean you're talking about I wasn't getting 25 cent and dollar pay raises I was getting like fifteen thousand dollar pay raises and then you know you're in a new position and, and, and brand new at the position by the way brand new now I started low don't get it all wrong I was way down low and then they finally brought me up to close to where I needed to be the next thing you know I'm I'm literally running a massive complex and had never even done that type of work in my life before that's because he's faithful yes. even when we're, when we're not faithful and so I'm saying if you just get the habit of going after the greater truth and not just your local truth. <laughs> See, because truth has levels. And you want the level that's going to benefit you, your family, and the kingdom the most. And to be honest with you, all that normally requires is a yes. Amen. Now let's just deal with that yes for a minute. Because sometimes yes doesn't mean you understand why. That's right. Sometimes a yes to God could really make you quite uncomfortable. Let me just ask, anybody been un made uncomfortable by the Lord? I mean, he just makes you yes. uncomfortable. How many of you really enjoy that? No, no. Yeah, yeah. Why, why, why don't you like it? It don't feel good. It don't feel good. <laughs> and feelings are very important. Can we stop and pray there's been a really bad accident on Thornton 20? Really? involving 18 wheel of the cars under the 18 Okay, Father, in the name of Jesus. The truth is you are here like you are there. The truth is you're going to deliver. And now we command deliverance to come. I declare that the activity around Thornton Road now gives way from thorns to fruit. Let grace and peace be magnified and multiplied in that area. And Lord, I pray that there will be no adverse activity from the darkness because of impatient people trying to go from A to B, especially because that's a corridor to the airport, and add even more insult to injury. I command rest in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So some of the members are in traffic. Wow. Wow. I got it. I got it. See, see again. The enemy doesn't like you to rest. You got to know that. He wants to keep you stressed out and call it a blessing because you got some money and a new purse and a house and a car and a man for now. He's trying to keep you wound up because then you fall un under the domain of his lordship. Please get this revelation. You're supposed to work hard, diligently in, in, in these five days that you have. But at the end of that, you should be so exhausted, you should lay down. I don't like that either. Wow. Well, let's go here. Uh, there is no reason to rest if you haven't worked. You can't have them both now. You, you can't have, well, I don't want to rest. I want to work. And then when he says rest, you work. You have to be diligent with what you're doing. And then at the end of that, you should be able to sit back and say, Lord, I thank you that that's over. I'm going to focus on you. And like First Lady and I did for just a little bit, 10, 15 minutes, we just took turns thanking each other, thanking God for each other. It's beautiful. Just took 10 minutes. 
thanking God for different things. You, KDC, different members in the, in the house here, different, different folks. Lord, I thank you that they're healthy. I, I thank you that this person's well. And then we just change and take turns. And if you're single, you don't even have to have a partner. The Holy Ghost is your partner. Amen. You can just thank him. Just sit there for days. You can sit there for minutes to begin with. That's Close right. your eyes. Turn the TV off. That's look right. outside. Or if it's too cold or if it's rainy, look outside anyway. And thank him for the rain. Amen. Uh, thank him for grace. Thank him for clouds over your house. Hey, my God. Uh, thank him for paying every note yeah. on time. Then if you want to go back to his faithfulness through the justification package, you start thinking about how many house notes he has paid. How many meals you've eaten over the course of your life. Daily, moment by moment, day by day. How many accidents you avoided. How many times he got you out of a situation that somebody else fell into that pit. By the time you finish going through the thanksgiving part of your relationship with God, you'll be so full of rest that the enemy is not able to disrupt you and make you think you're nothing because you don't have something. And then when you think about the something you do have, go start thanking him right there. I, I want to thank you for this. I want to thank you for peace, for grace, for mercy, for love, for thanks. See, this is the rest that belongs to the people of God. And Satan don't want you thinking about no thanking, no thanksgiving for the Lord. He wants you to have all these problems in your mind. He, he wants you to be thinking about what you don't have instead of focusing on what you do have. He, he wants you always looking for something you say you'll do better with when you get there. But the proof of the lack of that truth is that you're not doing right right now. See, faithful over a little makes you ruler over much. See, that's what he's looking for from his people. But we can't go about this some other way. You got to rest. And when you start resting, Brother Jarrell just told me about a testimony that he's now speaking things at his job. Like I need to get this done or I need to get that done. And one of his co-workers, an Egyptian. I'm just saying that. I don't know if he's an Egyptian or not. A Midianite. I don't know what it is. But he, he said, man, it's like you speaking and it comes to pass. Amen. Amen. So I'm like, what's the secret, Jarrell? Rest. Yes. See, see, when you rest, you get extra power. Yes. Oh, my God, glory. When you rest, you carry a kingdom mantle. Who say so? Ooh, come on, when you rest, you carry an assurance. <laughs> when you rest, you carry a peace. You don't even have to pray for it. You bring it. <laughs> when you rest, there's a love about you. When you rest, you're able to share with, with others what they, they, what they do not possess. See, their deficit, you supply. But when you're always on E... It's always a half full day. Yes. You know, you look up and it's cloudy in your mind. You don't see the sky. You just see the cloud. Yes. But people who don't rest always see the dot on the page. Yes. See, they always see what they could have had and what they don't have. Yes. But when you rest, you know it's well. Yes, it is. Because you know that the one who has you has everything that's forthcoming. That's and right. some of the blessed surprises. How many ladies like to be surprised? Yeah, yeah, y'all like, love surprises? Yeah. Is there a lady here that doesn't? Because I haven't heard of anyone that's a lady that doesn't like surprises. I know that there's some of you who don't like surprises. If you are a control, um, uh, um, I don't want to say freak, uh, if you are high, heavily uh, focused on control. Anybody here? I mean, just be honest. If you really like control, you don't like things, men too, you don't like things that are not controlled. Be honest. You know y'all not telling me the truth? <laughs> Y'all are not telling me the truth. Oh, oh, but that's your truth. It's at the wrong level. I told you truth has levels. That's not the right level. Because you're quantifying. Well, sometimes. But he didn't say sometimes. <laughs> no, no, see, see, truth, the truth of the matter is, most of us don't like, uh, if you could have it your way, you want it to be your way. I mean, that's what Burger King says. Right? Have it your way at Burger King. Right? But why do they want you to have it your way? Because they want you to think you're in charge of their truth. Yeah. And so we buy it over and over and over again. But, you know, I'm not dealing with Burger King. I'm just trying to say that the king, the king, the king must rule. 
No. See how the amens drop? No. Amen. See, if he doesn't rule, the truth is you're ruling. Yes, yes. amen. The truth is, if you're ruling, we are at the wrong level of truth. Thank you, Lord. All right, man. That's right. But sometimes we're more familiar with what we know. Yes. Even if what we know is wrong, mother. That's right. Even if it's at the wrong end, at least I know. But, but, but why would you settle for something that you know ain't good? Mm-hmm. Why would you settle for something that you know is at the wrong level when there's a bigger level, a greater level that you could have? Mm-hmm. Rest makes you think right. Yes, it does. Hallelujah. You are not in your right mind if you are not getting some rest. Well, I'm just pressing. Yeah, I know. And you're breaking down. What you need to do is learn to rest before you press. Without the rest, the press will fail. Let me give you one one other point here. Because if you still are trying to do the Sabbath some other way, or excuse me, rest some other way, it's not going to work very well. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 11. And we're going to wrap it up here on these 10 things you need to know about the Sabbath. We've gone... From number one, the Sabbath, the promise of rest still remains. We've done that rest must be mixed with faith. We've done a finished work needs nothing added. We've done ignoring the Sabbath puts you behind and not ahead. Number five, which is what I just went over with you, is Hebrews chapter four, verse 11, that says labor to enter into that rest. I'm going to read that verse for you. It says there remains a Sabbath rest in verse number nine, Hebrews chapter four, for the people of God. Say, that's me. me. For whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as God did from his. Let us therefore strive. There's your striving. You want to get involved, get involved here. Strive to enter that rest. So that no man may fall. Isn't that interesting? Strive to enter so that you won't fall. By the same sort of disobedience that others fell by. That is number five. Number six. The symbol of rest becomes the salvation of rest. The symbol of thinking about a vacation. The symbol of it automatically takes you there. Think about it. When you think about whatever your vacation spot is, whether it's the warm Bahama waters or the Caribbean or Hawaii or the snow-capped mountains, it just depends on what, what floats your boat. When you think about it, you start leaving the place that you're in because your mind takes you there. So listen to this again. Number, number five, the symbol of rest, the idea of rest can become A salvation of rest when you look at it in these terms. This is Revelation chapter 4 verse 9. This is very powerful. I'm going to end it here. It says, and another angel, a third followed them, this particular angel, saying with a loud voice, if anyone worships the beast and its image and receives a mark on his forehead or on his hand, He also will drink of the wine of God's wrath that is poured out in full strength into the cup. Listen to this detail. There's a cup of his anger. So get this revelation. If you have glasses in your house, you put coffee in them, juice in them, water in them. God has a cup that he puts anger in. My Lord. And it says when the full strength of the cup has reached its level, look at what happens. He will not, uh, this, and he will not be tormented with fire and sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the lamb. I got to read that in fullness. You got to see that all together. It says, verse 10 says, and he also will drink. This person who disobeys, he will drink of the wrath of God that's in this cup. And that person, having drunk, will be tormented with fire and with sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. Verse number 11. And the smoke of their torment. What? So the tormented is on fire or at least smoking. You got to get the revelation of this. You don't have to be in this if you learn how to rest. 
people who do it another way never find Jesus. They're too busy trying to prove that they're right outside of his righteousness. It goes on to say here, it goes up forever and ever, and they will have no rest, day or night. These worshipers of the beast. Folks, we're getting closer to the worship of the beast. So. Day by day, look at the headlines. So. It's getting closer and closer by the day. Those who worship the beast and its image yes. and whoever receives the mark of his name. Mm -hmm. Here is a call for the endurance of the saints. Those who keep the commandments of God and their faith is in Jesus. And I heard a voice from heaven saying, write this. And this is for you. Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on blessed indeed says the spirit that they may say it with me rest, rest from their labors and from their deeds that follow them the point of this as we wrap this up is very simply when you rest you are depending upon the kingdom for provision Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things shall be added unto you. A part of the righteousness is work. A part of the righteousness is rest. When this kingdom comes into your heart, you get a chance to start resting like you never have. There is no verse where Jesus ran. No. Jesus wept. There ain't a Jesus ran verse because he was always right in sync. Yes with every situation he was in. You know why he was in sync? Because he spent time with his daddy. Mm -hmm. yeah. That would be that prayer time. When everybody else was sleeping, he was up talking to the Father. Yeah. And then when the Sabbath came, Jesus was resting in the six days of work that he had done. And as a result of doing that, victory followed him every day, every hour, at every minute. Whereas people who don't trust Jesus are going to find themselves drinking from the wrong cup. It is a truth that you don't need to face. So, Father, I praise you for your word, for the entrance of your word. I praise you for the power of your word, for the activity of your word, for the strength of your word, for the power and the peace combined that your word provides us. Give us wisdom to stop arguing with you and start trusting in what you are saying. We give you glory for the rest that belongs to the children of God. And we praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So listen, I want you to do some homework because I'm trying to, not trying, I'm walking out what the Lord is saying in terms of where we are here. I've, I've given you thus far numbers one through six. I want you to look at Joshua at home, chapter 11 and verse 23. And this is going to give you a head start for number seven. And then I want you to write and read and we'll go over these again but I want you to get ahead of it so I can just move on through Luke chapter 6 verses 1 through 11 those cover numbers number 7 and 8 Joshua eleven twenty three, and Luke 6 1 through 11 so if you would do that homework that would help us move through a little bit faster but I'm not trying to run. I'm trying to be right on time with the Lord so that you can benefit because there is unrest on the planet right now. And the people of God have got to learn to rest or you'll be stressed. And then your prayer life will be on overload when it doesn't even need to be that, that deep. So God's giving you these answers before you need them because some of those answers right now as we got in the car at 22 degrees we just at the light began to play, pray for the people in Ukraine because it's colder than that right now. And they're not in a car. They're walking trying to get from a war ravaged area to some peace. That's another reason to thank God for rest right, right by all by itself. And so to that end my encouragement really is start exercising the principles you get no glory out of it, but you sure get blessed by it. There's no glory in the work when you should be resting. And when the rest creates a move from God, that's exactly what you want. Amen? Let's prepare to take up the Lord's tithe and your offerings. And I want you to be thinking 
while we're talking about this, about what you learned, about what you liked, about how you can apply it, about what prayer you would pray. We're going to run laps, and the S is what statement are you making? Right now, there are envelopes being handed out. There are some people who want to give right here, which is awesome. There are others who are here who want to give on their phone, which you can. And those of you who are at home can give on the app because it's available for you at Kingdom Dominion Church. There's another person in the back in the booth there who is looking for an opportunity. You do know you cannot beat God's giving, right? Have you ever tried? <laughs> you know, the song says no matter how you try. I don't think I've ever tried to beat his giving. It would be futile. The fact of the matter is, when it comes to the tithe, that's really not even giving. That's a covenant uh, connection. It's a response to a covenant. And when you give in accordance with the tithe, whatever the tithe is, whatever it is that you have made that week or that month, depending upon how you get paid, when you trust God with the 90 by releasing the 10% of the tithe, and then if you choose to go higher in your faith, then provide an offering to the Lord. I used to hear men of God all, all the time say the tithe opens the window of heaven, but the offering causes the, the pouring to occur. And I didn't really like that because I, I didn't see that in scripture. And uh, I started looking it up and I began to recognize that tithe is keeping the covenant open and he's right. And then I began to realize that if you really want more unto whom much is given, much is required. And if you sow sparingly, you reap sparingly. And so that would be the pouring out peace. And so I ultimately had to repent because they were right. Um, but at least I went to the word to find out whether what was being said was right or not. And so I want you to go to the word and test Malachi 3.10 and prove whether or not these words from the Lord are true. Because if they are true and you are not a tither, just like if you don't take a Sabbath rest, you're missing out on blessings that God cannot bestow because of a violation of a particular principle in Scripture. The tithe protects you. It keeps you in covenant. Don't, don't let Macy's get your tithe. Don't let bill collectors get your tithe. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, the Bible says, and you'll see that there's meat in this house. You can test this. You can prove this. God opens up windows and he pours you out blessings so great you don't even have room enough to receive. Very, very soon, our whole theme this year, Let God Bless You, we're going to put a board up. First Lady has a great idea of you putting your testimonies on a card and putting it on the board. I honestly think we're going to fill that board up because, you know, because the reality of the tithe and the reality of the, the, the rest that comes from the Sabbath produces a whole bunch more than what we could otherwise pay attention to. And I think we need everybody to see that. And so we're going to put that board up and the next thing you just got blessed by, and, and I won't even give away the blessings, every week we're hearing people getting blessed because they're resting. They're letting God bless them by not sweating stuff and allowing the Lord to bless them through that. So we're going to put that up very soon and it's going to be pretty awesome. Now, for those of you who are still with us online, we're going to begin to pray over this and then we're going to run laps. And then we're headed over to the, to the Zoom platform to do our next level of training, which we're in week number four. It's been really, really good. And I hope that you're able to join us at zoom.us. And you see the number there, 885-239-0920. It should be on the bottom third there somebody putting it inside of chat and the kdc 2021 code if you put that all together we'll be connected very easily so let's go ahead and pray now over your tithes and your offerings and we'll wait for the rest of you to bring it up once we get done father your word is true you cause the dynamic of faith and your commands to bring about a mixture that in the natural shows up in the form of blessings. You are not a man that you should lie. You are not the son of man that you should repent. What you speak, it actually comes to pass. And so I'm asking you to bless your people with every good thing that they need first, because you are a good God. You're not angry with your people. You're not slack. In fact, you're not even stuck by what we don't do. 
although principles at times you allow them to remain just as they remain seed time and harvest cold and heat these seasons I declare are seasons of growth and I declare that growth will be a part of the reality of people's desire to grow by the sincere milk or meat of your word and I praise you that when we grow we get stronger and for those who are giving today I thank you that their act of faith is an act of strength and now add to their strength multiply their strength in the name of Jesus those at home those who are here I declare grace and favor over this tithe and over this offering and for that I bless you Lord in Jesus name amen amen, amen. you may bring your tithes to the to the front or you may take care of it with yes yes I'll do them they're right here yes amen there was a fatality so nobody's moving he's still in the person's still in the car oh wow okay so wow I hope that person knows Jesus if so they went on they went on back they went back home wow pray for the families of that person Lord I, I pray for grace and favor to overtake the region a soul left on Thornton Road we drove down that same road today on our way here you blessed us to get here on I-20 is where it took place we drove down 20 people are trying to get here on that same road Lord minister to them Prince of Peace minister to them I bless you Jesus name amen so you may continue to give and as we get ready to say goodbye to the online audience I'm gonna did I pray over this yet I did Okay, just kind of, it's, it's a blur. It's, it's happening so fast. Thank you, guys. Y'all encourage these young men. Young men with a great future. Young men with a great future. When we run laps, we ask questions like, what did you like? What did you learn? How can you apply it? And what is your statement? Tell me one thing that you liked or learned that you heard today. Level of truths. Yeah. Yeah, there's my truth that got me out of the army early, and there's the Lord's truth that would have gotten me out later with probably $2,800 to $3,000 a month had I just continued in the truth. Now I had to work. Now I'm learning the rest, and I know that's going to happen in terms of the peace. Any, anybody else? What did you like? Yes, sir. Say that again. Rest brings power. Rest brings power. Amen. Amen. Very good, Justin. That's why you need to be in this class over here. I already told your father. So anyway, that'll take care of that. Let's go to application. How can you apply it? Just rest. Come on, Gary. That's it. I mean, it's as simple as that. Of course, it's more difficult depending on your schedule. But you're exactly right. You got to rest. And I know you're coming from Jamaica. Y'all major in jobs. I got four jobs, man. <laughs> I got four jobs, man. Man, it's the fifth one coming from. Is that pretty good? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, correct. See, when you really are resting, it is hitting both rounds. Because when you're not thinking about what's next, I was talking about you a little bit earlier, honey. But it was a blessing, though. No, you're not. It was a blessing. <laughs> it was a blessing. But you know what? You, you, you got real calm when I started reading to you. And, and you noticed that. And so it does. It takes that. So find yourself a good book. Read laps. Yes, ma'am. All truth is not created equal. And the world is throwing truth out there that the, the body of Christ just accepts and starts running with that thing. And if you run with a lesser truth, it hurts the person with the lesser truth. We're supposed to bless people with truth in love. So amen, Sandria. So let's move to prayer. Sweetheart, would you pray? Yes. Father, we lean and depend on you for everything. <laughs> And what's so beautiful is you're always there. Your resources never run out. 
Thank you, Jesus. Your eyes never close on us. Your ears are never far from us. And your arm is not too short that you cannot mm. deliver. So as you are true in your word, and your word is flawless, we trust you, Lord. Yes. And the demonstration of that trust is that we rest. <laughs> so thank Hallelujah. you for your patience, Lord God, as we switch this paradigm in our heads to trust you. Yes. And know yes. that you are gotten everything taken care of because you are God and you alone are sovereign. Yes, Lord. So thank you, thank Jesus. you for the strength thank you, to trust you, Lord, in yes, everything and to give you thanks and remember how good you are. Thank yes, you, Father. Jesus name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. And, and here's a statement real quick. Rest in truth. Rest in love. You can just make that your statement. I will rest in truth. I will rest in love. And listen, if you're resting and you're stressed, go on and do what you got to do. Just go on outside and cut the grass and call up your neighbor and, you know, build a house. Just do it. But when you get done, come back and rest. Because we've got to get this out of your system. I'm almost getting that we're done with this concept, with this word, which was sudden. And there's still more to go, but you stop when he says stop because he has a greater truth. Amen. So for those who are here, may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you, lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his shalom. Get to Jesus and you get to rest. Amen. Let's clap them out, y'all. We'll see you next time we get together. Hallelujah. 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 Why, why were y'all so quiet?